Welcome to Episodes in Troubled Thinking, a podcast that explores the inside-out nature of life and how our thinking often gets us in trouble. This podcast is a collaboration between two transformative coaches, yours truly, Antti Vanhanen from Finland and Steve M. Nash from the UK. On this podcast, we take turns coaching each other on various topics and occasionally we'll discuss broader topics about being human. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Antti and Steve. Hello, Antti. How are you doing? Hi, Steve. Uh, delighted to be here. And uh, it's quite a right that that um, you still sometimes struggle with my name. I uh, when I went to the different school systems in in Switzerland, Germany, and the U.S., it, I, I just got used to the fact that well, some people are always going to butcher my name, and some people are never going to get it right. And in America, particularly, I thought it was it was hilarious because every single report card I ever got. My name was always spelled somehow a little bit differently each time, and That's not once was it correctly. So, so then I just started saying if I was on the phone to somebody, um, uh, I'd say about my last name. Uh, it's it in Finnish it's pronounced Vanhanen, but that doesn't really help an English-speaking person figure out well how the hell do you spell that. So, so I helped them out. It's like the rock band Van Halen. Except you write it together as one word, and the L is an N, and that's pretty much what you kind of come with. My last name. So let me let me try, Vanhanen. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, well done. Well, pretty good, will do for me. Yeah. So anyway, so now that we have the um, the history of uh, butchering my last name out of the way, um, yeah, I love. Um, I'm excited about today's topic, um, uh, insights, and. Before we started this call, I just went online and and I just wanted to see, well, where does where does the word insight come from? What did it originally mean? And if you look at the the dictionary definition, it means to see the to perceive the true nature of something. And uh, but originally it came from to it was seen as a mind vision or 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 an understanding or a sight from within. And I quite like both of those definitions, but I think the, the, the origin of the word speaks more to to my uh, relationship with, with the term insight. That, um, um, and I don't know, do you want to uh, just kind of spitball back and forth about what an insight is and how it's, for example, different from just uh, just an idea? And what its relevance is, or, or or any thoughts on that? Well, firstly, I know that when Sidney Banks spoke about insights, he was also he was also talking about sight from within. Hmm. I know that's how he described it. Personally, I have um I like the I like the true nature of something definition. I've started to think of insights in a slightly different way. Um, and it's, it's it kind of comes back to the word insight insight i kind of see it as seeing something new it becoming in my sight for the first time so everything true is out there to be seen and until i see it i don't see it so i'm seeing an insight as something that becomes in my sight Mm. In sight. 
I love that. I think that's great. And I think I that, that that points a lot to to uh, something that that I I've had a lot of um, thoughts about, um, and that's particularly related to to strategies and out, outside advice and why it fails so often. You know, everywhere you go, there's a, there's a seven step proven plan to do something. You know, lose weight, write a best selling book, um, launch a business, make an elevator pitch, whatever it is. You know, there's a there's a there's a proven step by step plan, and you have you go to Amazon and, and, and there are books like this and, and they have thousands of you know five star reviews and still when you go to do it it doesn't produce results for most people and I think uh, the reason for that is that the outside information is of limited use until you have your own insights about those things that you've read that you've kind of really seen them for yourself and how they apply to your situation as opposed to just blind trying to follow what somebody else generically wrote into your specific situation. So it's, it's, it's a seeing for you. Yeah. And if you see it and it makes sense to you, then it's worth it's of, it's of value to you. But if it's, somebody, it's what somebody else saw and they're just sharing what they see and you don't see it, it's less useful, maybe not useful at all. Is that yeah. what it's saying? Yeah, exactly. And, and if you think that um, if I were to, to come up with... Um, you know, a uh, five or ten or fifteen step plan for something that I'm good at, uh, and say like, well, these are these are the big big things for me. These are the things that I did. Um, first of all, it would be impossible to to give so much context to the, to the other person that they'd realize that why exactly those things, and and what they should do instead in certain situations, right? And uh, and the other part of it is. That there would be some steps that were so obvious to me that I wouldn't even think to include them in, in my in my list of five or ten or fifteen things, and they'd be really crucial and important for the other. Person. So when you go put something together and and there are you know maybe there's two or three steps consecutively missing that were obvious to me. I just did them, and I think everybody understands that. So I never even thought that you know like just oh I can't make this a list of a hundred, so I have to you know cut something out. Um, and and I think that's the that's the problem a lot of times with with outside advice. We we tell it from our perspective based on what we happen to see, and we don't know what the other person sees doesn't see. When you were speaking, it was reminding me of uh, me following instructions in a cooking cookery book. <laughs> um, they're, 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 there's something trying to be achieved, and they write down the instructions like you've just said, without necessarily saying what they're trying to achieve. And so, because I, I kind of learned to cook from cookery books, and I wasn't, I was a bit of a slow learner, I was just doing step after step after step, and I did not know what I was doing, mm. and, or why. And if maybe I don't understand why, what I'm trying to achieve, I might have decided to choose a different step for myself. I think yeah, that's yeah. kind of what you've just said. Yeah, right? completely, yeah. It, oh, 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 I, other people's wisdom, other people's insights are useful. They, they can, sometimes you hear someone's insights and it, it makes sense and then it becomes our insight. Sometimes that can happen. Hmm. But often we just chase other people's wisdom because it worked for them, it'll work for me. And we kind of chase the result they got hmm. from their insight rather than sort of noticing what actually happened and that they were listening to their their wisdom in in a particular moment and they create some actions and they then took out those actions mm. and we, we sort of we forget 
where insights come from, where we, how we create our experience. We forget to take responsibility. Mm, completely. And I think it's so deceptively easy to, to rely on, a, on an expert. You know, you go to the local gym and, uh, and of course, you know, whose advice do you trust the most? You're going to find the fittest guy there and ask like, well, what should I do? You know, that's kind of how we do. Or if we want business advice, we're going to, if we can get an audience with Bill Gates and ask him what we should do, then we're probably going to do that. And simply because we, we look at the external result uh, and we think that, well, they got it. So, so they'll, they'll have the secret map. They have this missing piece of information that, that, you know, like if only we possessed, we could get there too. And a lot of times people have achieved something they're not even aware of the insights that they've had. They can't articulate what what caused them to take the steps. For example, the guy who went to the gym um, or has a great body, he might not be able to articulate uh, at all why he enjoys enjoys going to the gym so much or why he's he, why he's able to be so disciplined and wants to be so disciplined with his diet and his and his training routine. So you might get all the step by step things from him, but you're still missing so much. Uh, of the part that can't be articulated and until you have your own insights about um, seeing that this makes sense for you and that you actually want to do it until you have those insights all his advice isn't going to be very useful which is why people struggle to diet follow dieting plans quit smoking yeah. uh, get lean and healthy like you're describing yeah when you think about it we we all know almost in whatever problem we have you know quitting smoking or uh you know becoming thin or whatever it is we know pretty much what to do we don't need to find some expert tells us you know like if you want to stop smoking just putting a cigarette to your lips and inhaling right that's all you really need to do and, and we all can control our hands right so you know it's um but because we don't want to really we're looking for something that would take the responsibility from us of, of you know something that would not make us want to lift our our hand to our lips and, and, and inhaling that's what we're l really looking for and and there isn't an advice for that you know there that that comes from inside so and the same thing with having the we, we think a lot of times I think people go and they get a personal trainer not because they don't know how to how to work out or whatever but because they want somebody to make them feel more accountable and to put them and put this pressure on themselves that they can't um so and and i think all these instances they just point to trying to to outsource your own insights to something else so i was thinking maybe we could talk about some insights that we've both had sure yeah keep it kind of make it personal hmm does any insight come to mind? Um, a, a, sli a, a slight one or a big one or the last one? Yeah, the, probably the, the biggest one that I've heard or like the, well, the one that comes to mind is, is and seems like one of the bigger ones and I think I've, I've, I've talked about this before is that I used to think that my, my feelings were telling me about um, you know, the situation. That if I wasn't feeling motivated, then that meant that, well, I should, you know, either do something to get more motivated or just wait until that motivation came back and found me. And then I'd continue working. Uh, or if I felt fearful, then it meant that I should either distance myself from it or, or, or destroy what I was afraid of for changes so that I didn't feel that fear anymore. And 
when I and of course that meant the cold the I started a lot of things but then it didn't get very far because that my thinking shifted and then I didn't feel motivated or I felt fearful or or frustrated or, or it just seemed difficult and the insight that I had is is that changed it all was that at one point I just realized that my thinking one thing I'm feeling it can't tell me about circumstances because I never feel my circumstances I only feel my thinking so therefore whatever I'm feeling it can only tell me about the quality of my thinking so basically I was just reacting to my own thinking and not to any anything out in the real world and and this insight really changed a lot for me because all of a sudden when when something seemed difficult or um, I wasn't feeling motivated it didn't really stop me from from continuing anymore I kind of it, it just seemed obvious to me that well you know that's just what happens let's keep going and and so this is that's probably the the, the biggest insight that I've had over the last year year and a half so you're saying that maybe you you might be feeling anxious so you might not want you might be telling us something might be telling you to that you know be can be bothered mm. to, to 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 do what you're meant to be doing today or to write the next page in the book yeah um and so you're having some kind of uncomfortable feeling mm. possibly. Yeah. and what you're saying is you're not paying attention or you're not letting that feeling tell you anything about what you're doing next just letting it tell you that you're feeling uncomfortable that's all yeah, exactly. That that I'm having, I'm I'm just having thinking about this, and and it's not really about the what I'm doing. It's not about the you know the, the writing a book or, or or crafting a business plan or working on the website or recording a podcast, whatever it might be. It's it's just telling me about the thoughts that I'm having in the moment, and and what I found through this insight, kind of like you know, led to another insight, was that the, the more I don't worry about what I'm thinking, I kind of like like go off the wheel, so to speak. I I stop uh, trying to steer where my thoughts or feelings are going. I just kind of let them go. Um, the the system seems to self-correct, rely like remarkably quickly, and and so I can start writing a book even though like I totally don't feel like it. And pretty soon, I'm 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 having great insights. I'm having uh, I'm I'm enjoying the process of writing. And I, this I wouldn't have been in that situation earlier if I if I had just said like no well you know clearly it's a sign that today or this morning or this week I should I could I, you know it's a sign I shouldn't be writing I just let it go. So so yeah now I kind of go through the natural ebb and flow of um, being feeling stuck feeling that it's difficult and just getting on with it and then feeling like oh having an insight feeling inspired feeling that it's easy and then getting stuck again and. And it, it, it just kind of, I understand, that's just the natural, it's, it's not an anti-problem. It's just the natural way of how the human mind works and it's, it's how creative works, things created. And that kind of like allows me to take my hands off the wheel and it's like, well, like, this is what happens. It's, it, it's, it's up and down and it's gone with it. Uh, that's a lovely description and I love that. That sounds great. Just sort of uh, the ebb and flow of anti. Just, you're noticing what's coming, what's arising, what's passing, what's next. Just yeah. kind of, you know, just noticing the thoughts, the feelings. And most of the time, what you're noticing isn't disturbing you, you just carry on. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. That sounds very lovely. Mm. 
Well, yeah, a lot of times it's lovely, and then there are moments when it just doesn't feel lovely at all. But you know, it it passes too. So, it's uh, yeah, it's all part of the package deal, I guess. I was going to speak about what you've just shared, actually, <clears throat> mm -hmm. for my for my own insight. I mean, I I I think I I see something new a lot of the time, and maybe I see something new about what I saw new yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, you see see it from a different angle, or you see it deeper, or just a different perspective. Right now, I seem to be I seem to be sort of noticing myself a little bit like you described. Oh, I'm feeling a little bit agitated, and then I'm sort of being curious about well, what could be agitating me, and then trying to let go of being curious of that, that in some ways, and uh, sort of just noticing an inner turbulence, a flow, and then a turbulence. I'm, I'm sort of noticing myself a lot more, so I think I'm a lot less disturbed than I used to be. But because I'm noticing myself so much more, and much less the outside world, much more the inside world, it, these disturbances feel larger. And so that mm. I'm sort of, so my insight is kind of seeing myself, how I, how I experience the world, how somebody might send a text message or an email, or they might forget to send an email, and I'm noticing the disturbance that sometimes comes when something happens, and so I'm kind of noticing an outside-in misunderstanding that's happening within me, it seems. Mm. Yeah. And it, it's odd. It's, it's, it's odd. It's like a, this introspection. Yeah. I, I can't seem to sort of stop noticing myself. And I, I'd quite like it if I could get perhaps to, to how you seem to be being with yourself and then just kind of noticing ebb and flow, this is just ebb and flow, this is just ebb and flow, you don't need to be that bothered about it, just carry on. Mm. Yeah, I think Sidney Banks, um, it might not be him, but, I, but I, have, I have a recollection that it was him that said it, but that the key is not to notice what we're thinking about, but it's only to notice that we're thinking, right? So, so this, so, so for me, the, the emphasis has shifted more to be curious about what's making me feel anxious or something that feel difficult to just noticing that that's what I'm feeling and kind of leaving it at that because the, there is no answer at the end of the day. It's, it's just thought. And the more I try to pin an answer, you know, it's, oh, it must be coming from, you know, my finances or, or, or my kids or, or my hemorrhoids or, or whatever. Uh, the, the more I empower that outside in illusion, and it just creates more thinking. But where I just realize, ah, oh, I'm irritated. I'm feeling a bit fearful. And I kind of go like, well, okay, let's see what we can do, what, what we can do when we just continue in this state. And then it just kind of tends to go on its own, kind of dissipates like a fog does, um, you know, when the sun starts shining. Well, what I sometimes find myself getting caught up in is I, I feel hurt or I feel disappointed or, I, or even I feel bothered. Mm. So I notice that. And then I make a judgment that I shouldn't be. And then off we go. Right. So sometimes sometimes the ebb and flow that comes within me isn't allowed or accepted by me. I I don't I feel I shouldn't be ebbing and flowing. I mean, ebbing ebbing and flowing sounds so natural. But when I'm feeling disturbed, something about that 
experience, I'm judging such that it's not ebb and flow, it's something else. Yeah. I, I think um, I was just writing about this in my in my book actually, and and um, uh, I had a like graph how our thinking goes. You know, it's just like uh, you know goes up and down, up and down, up and down. And when when we're at the when it's at at, at the highest, you know, the, we we feel good. Our our heads are clear. Um, you know, we're we're creative. We're we're peaceful. We feel loving, and it's easy to create. And we see possibilities and potential everywhere. And when we're at the bottom, um, we our thoughts start to look real to us. That's how to kind of how, how I phrased it. That our thoughts look real, which is another way of saying that it looks as if our circumstances are causing our feelings, because when we're in that low feeling, and I think it's this inevitable ebb and flow of going between the physical and the spiritual. The, spirit, the physical world is like when we're like, oh, clearly the physical world is causing it. And then when our, you know, mood elevates, then all of a sudden we realize, well, clearly it wasn't that because nothing has changed and I feel better. And then we, then we, then, then we're like, of course, I'm going to remember this next time. And then it ebbs again. And then we kind of like for a moment, you know, we, we forget that it's thought created and we get stuck and we, we're looking at our bank account and we're looking at, uh, you know the, the the repair bill for a car, and and we just think like oh god you know and this is what's causing it. So I think it just it's just inevitable that it's easy to say that oh it's just you know I'm just looking at it for like as an ebb and flow. Of course I I forget it too all the time, but I just try to remind myself and then I quickly get out of the way again. I, I suppose that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think just in the last couple of hours before this. Um, before we speaking to each other, I've really noticed like an ease, a relax, a relaxedness, and then a judgment and a getting it wrong, and then an ease again, and then a judgment. It's like, why, mate? What's going on? It's, what's going on? Yeah, it almost you know, feels the, like the, like you're being schizophrenic or something. There's there's like like two two opposing feelings in your head, kind of like taking turns. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, uh, another insight I've had recently, and, and it's um, related to coaching, actually. And um, the way I've I kind of I, I titled that in my head is 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 coaching by not coaching. And what I mean by that is that a lot of times when when we get a client, we want to be helpful, we want to be valuable. So and we feel that you know we're we're coaches. It's our job to coach. So uh, we 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 start to coach and we start you know uh, very easily asking what's thinking like ah oh, what do they need to see in order to feel better and we forget that they're actually already okay and and the more we we think that there's there's somewhere for them to get or or something for them to fix or change then we are only fueling their outside in illusion as opposed to helping them and and so a lot of times what i've tried to recently do is um to not coach just to listen be fully present and to really see that they really are okay no matter what's happening and simply through giving the the, the client this kind of a relationship where where you know it, it's it's all okay that they really feel that hey you know all these things that i thought were terrible me problems 
they actually don't seem that bad and it looks like other people are everybody's having them it's just part of being human uh i've i've had some clients say some have some pretty remarkable breakthroughs so so this is just something that i'm not saying that to to never coach i mean of course they're it's it's it, they're great in in applied at the right time but i guess i'm just seeing that there's a lot of value to letting go of the steering wheel even in that conversation and simply uh being there with the client and and you know letting him tell how it is and and just you know accepting and seeing that they're okay hmm. i was wondering have you uh, are you able to do this with yourself this kind of that be that still with yourself because it seems a very loving way to be with someone mm. like they're there disturbed and you're seeing their wellness and you're just noticing their wellness their innate wellness mm. and their disturbance isn't disturbing you and you just you can hold it or just be with it or mm. it's i found it to be a loving energy for want of a better expression Yes. Yeah, I think it's it, it can be sometimes it's a it's a lot easier to be loving and understanding and accepting of others than it is to be of ourselves, which is the which I think is the irony. Yes, because if I because I've I have um started to sort of be with a lot more than to do when it comes to my coaching clients. Um, to notice their wellness as well. I don't think I give myself that kind of love mm. as often as I could. Just, just to notice and hey, it's all right. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, w- one of the things I do actually enjoy about coaching clients is often I find. That I'm I I'm coaching myself at the same time. I I say it to them, me, knowing that I'm talking to myself as yeah. well. Because it, if it applies to them, it applies to me. Mm. We're, we're we're all the same. We're all troubled the same way. We all seem to yearn for the same things. We we all have separate thinking. We all make something different mm. from that thinking. But we we we're so alike. It's untrue. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true, and I love how you uh, how you put that. That was beautiful. Um, one thing that also comes to mind about insights is that uh, we kind of touched on it before, but but Jamie Smart had a great way of saying that um, strategies and advice are are useful, but they're relatively meaningless. And he used the word without um, a capacity for insight. That's what he used. And and to me, what what that is essentially is that when we have a lot of thinking, whether through expectations or 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 through fear and anxiety or just general busyness and urgency, it's really hard for us to hear uh, our own insights when we're exposed to new things. And whereas if we, so another way to say it, like if you're given instructions when you're not in a good good state of mind. That you know you have a lot of thinking. You know, um, you're you're very un- unlikely to make much of those instructions, put them to good use. Whereas, like when your when your mind is relatively clear and open and receptive, 
then we have a chance to really hear something and to make that what piece of information our own and really really uh, implement it in a way that makes sense for us in our situation. And I really love that that his his um, that that distinction that uh, there's there's strategy or information and then there's the capacity for uh, insights. And I think that's that's a that's a wonderful way to kind of put it in almost like a mathematical formula. And I'm thinking of a Sydney Banks DVD that I listened to. It might have been called The Ultimate Answer. And I think he may have even said this, something like there's listening and then there's listening. Mm. And somehow that seems to be what you were talking about. Someone speaking and they may be, they may be moaning, they may be... Um, sharing a story, they may be telling you the most amazing piece of wisdom. But are you listening or are you listening? Mm. Are, you re are you really hearing what they're saying? Are you really hearing? And I guess that really listening to what they're saying is kind of listening to yourself in a sense. Mm. Yeah, I so, suppose one way to, to look at that, this is what comes to mind. I don't know if Sydney meant it the same way, but perhaps you have a better idea once... once um. I'm done. You can say like, no, Yanti, you totally misunderstood it once again. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, um, so I find that there are kind of, in my mind, there are three different ways to listen. And, and the first two are the kind of capital L listening. And the last one is, is the, so, so like, so that's the capital one. The, the first two are like, like smaller case L listening. So the, the smaller case L listenings are first listening to confirm that we already know something, that we already know it's true. Oh, yeah, he's telling me about what I already know, that yep, yep. And that's all we do, like confir confirmed, right, check mark. The second way is to uh, listen for what we don't know or what we disagree with. So we're like, yeah, yeah, I know this. Oh, this was new. This was new, right? Um, and kind of like filtering out the conversation. And then the third way, the capital L way of listening, the way I think about it, is is just listening, uh, fully opened, nothing on your mind, nothing about do I know this, do I not know this, and and just taking it in as fully as you possibly can. Is that does that sound about right? Yes, it does mm. indeed. Um, hmm. I, it was. I was thinking about insights as you're speaking. Mm. How they're. Um, how we're always having them. Mm. How sometimes we think that an insight is particularly precious, and maybe it was in a in a certain moment. But sometimes we hold on to them, mm. even though they're, we're always having them, and I think. What I'm noticing for myself is I find it very difficult to remember my insights now. I, I've had lots in the last few years. I mean, I've probably had insights all my life. I think it's just the nature of being human. Yeah. I can't remember a lot of my insights. I think they, they've kind of just been embodied. They're just part of my mm. how I am. Um, I, 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 I really can't remember many of my insights. And it's slightly frustrating because I know that an insight might be able to explain a situation or a moment either to me or to, to a client but I also know that 
I'm okay and I'll, it will come to me again mm. one way or another. So I'm sort of, I'm okay with the fact that I seem to have let go of most of the things that have come to me that have been new and have made a difference to me. Yeah. And, and maybe it's that's what you're saying about listening with nothing on your mind. Like if I'm, if I'm listening to you and I've got five insights that I've had and you're talking about one of them, I'm going to compare. Is it like my insight? Is it like this one? Is he disagreeing with my insight now? Oh, what's going mm. on? Versus I put all those down and I just listen. Yeah. I, I mean, this listening that we're talking about, I think we, we all listen like this. Whether we know about the three principles or we don't, we all listen like this. But most of the time, we never listen like this. Mm. We we listen with an agenda. Yeah. We listen because we don't have time. I've got to go. I need to cut this person off. We listen when someone's disagreeing with us and we need to sort of argue back. Yeah. Or we, we, we listen when someone's actually showing us that we're wrong. Mm. And most of us don't seem to like to be shown that, even yeah. though in that moment, that's an insight. I yeah. thought something that isn't correct. Yeah, absolutely. And that I should be me. going, woohoo, but <laughs> most of the time I don't. That reminds me of um of a friend. We were we were arguing about something. And what my friend said was it was it was I found it remarkable in the moment because um because normally when you argue about something, then uh or something to do, to do with, with with technology and companies and, and whatever. So nothing really, you know, important or personal. But my friend stopped the kind of conversation as he was getting a bit heated and he said I I value I really like respect your, your perspective on these things. So I'm just really curious like well how we can see this thing so 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 differently. And and instead of continuing the argument that, you know, like his side should win, he kind of like flipped the table around and said, like, let's both sit on the same side and try to figure out what we're seeing differently. And as soon as he did that, you know, like the argument dissolved and we yes. started we started looking at the assumptions of what each of us was saying. And then we saw that we were all fundamentally we were talking about the same thing, but just slightly from slightly different perspectives. And and I thought that that was such a... Um, such a rare occurrence that that somebody um, would have the insight to to do that, to kind of just just stop at a sec, like, hey, wait a minute, like, normally I agree with you, but now I don't. What's going on? Let's let's figure this out. And I thought that was just that was just amazing. It's a great example of listening. Mm. How did it feel for you to, to for you know? Cause it, how did it feel? It felt great. Because when you're like in that argumentative state, you're kind of like you notice that you're you're a bit irritated. It's like why is he not getting my point? Because my point is correct. Because of course it's it's my perspective, so I of course it feels like it's the right one for me. And the same with him. But when he kind of like put the argument aside and said like no, let's figure this out together, it, it all of a sudden felt like hey, we're not we're not against each other. We're actually on the same team here. And uh, yeah, it was it was a, it was a fantastic feeling. Well, that's probably a metaphor for much of the struggle of human on human. 
Mm. Most, as I said, most of us want the same thing. Yeah. We just have different ways of going about it. We've we've attached ourselves to belief systems and strategies and isms versus yeah. returning to well, what do I actually want? Yeah. What do I? What am I? What am I after here? Mm. And we 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 forget, and then we just we go with, I'm for capitalism. I'm for socialism. I'm for some otherism. That's the way. But I, yeah, I love the. Let's come in both be on the same side here, and then explore from this from this vantage point. What can we see? I know I, I listened to some some recordings from George Pransky several years ago about listening, deep listening, and one of his um, ways of describing listening was listening to understand, mm. listening to learn, listening to be curious. So again, you've put down what you think, and now you're working out how does this person see the world? How do they? What are they seeing? How does mm. it look? And somehow, it's a more open way of, of being with somebody. Yeah, I love how you phrased that because it kind of helps me see even more clearly that a lot of times when we get into a coaching conversation, our our need to be useful and valuable, um, kind of. It, it steers us to try to find concrete things in the other person's life. So we say, tell me about your problem, i.e. your circumstances, right? Yeah. And then we spend so much time talking about circumstances, even though we know that's got nothing to do with anything, right? And it just, it just you know, like looking at it from this perspective, it just seems crazy. Why do, you, why do we spend all this time talking about circumstances with our clients? Well, one reason might be so they feel heard, because those their their problems to them feel important. Oh, I mean, sure, yeah, I understand that. But a lot of times, as as coaches, when we want to be helpful, we we feel like we need to understand what the problem is. So we basically ask them, we steer them towards telling us even more about their circumstances. And of course, the more they do, you know, they're the the more into their problems, the into their heads they get. And it's kind of it's almost like saying. Get your head really full first, so I can see how full it gets, and then I'll help you declutter it. Right. So, so are you saying that you just had an insight? Uh, yeah, I, I, I really did. That's marvelous. I have, a, I have a, I have a coaching call with um, with a, with an old friend who who moved to Vancouver recently. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, I look forward to seeing what what manifests there based on this insight. I guess insights can come to us anytime. When when we're in a good mood or a bad mood, in a dream, uh, in an argument, mm. uh, in stillness. Um, I've had insights that today they make sense to me. Tomorrow I think that's a silly. That's yeah. silly. Yeah. It's just it. It seems. As thought is never ending, so are insights. Yeah, and I and I think you pointed to it earlier is that uh, insights are really really valuable, but they're they're most valuable when they're fresh. You can't you can't put it in in, in a in a museum case under a glass cover and and say like right I'm or put it in your freezer. I'm I'm going to preserve this insight for later because this is really great. 
where you can't reuse it. And of course, sometimes you have an insight and you do nothing about, and it keeps coming back. You know, it just it just kind of keeps repeating. That still seems like a good idea. Why don't you do this? Yeah. And then sooner or later, you kind of go like, oh my god, you know, like I have to take action on it, uh, because you know, it just it just makes too much sense not to. But generally speaking, it is exactly what you say that insights are, they're they're fresh, totally new thinking, and there's not much point in 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 you know trying to remember them or or hold on to them and it seems to me that a lot of times this is what happens to companies how companies get stale or they get disrupted is that they become they they find a particular way of operating or or serving their customers in the marketplace and competing and then that kind of becomes that insight or a couple of like set of insights that becomes the company culture and the way they operate. But because the market is always evolving, I mean, it's, it's almost any market is evolving, um, regardless of industry, then somebody else is in the, in the industry is going to do something very different or somebody usually it's an entrant from the outside and they, you know, they change the business model or they do something else. And it's really difficult then when, when, when companies are, are set in a particular way of doing, in other words, we could say they're holding on to their old insights. Yes. Um, they they can't respond because they think like, well, this has always worked before. It, it it's going to work again. We just need to give it a good shot. And then by the time they realize that you know this isn't working, it's a lot of time. It's it's much too late. Uh, and this is, for instance, what's what's happened, especially in the technology sector. You know, companies come and then they go because another disruption just wipes them out. Yes. Yeah, I just wrote it down. New thinking is always best, but it, it, it it's we we get so um, caught up in in our negative thinking, our, our bad feelings, but we also get caught up in our lovely insights, our lovely feelings. Still, we hold on. Yeah. To either one or the other, and not, not, none of our thinking needs to be held on to. Yeah. It's always meant to be flowing. Yeah. To me, it's like a, it's, it's like having an open house. And, yeah. and it's kind of like having having some guests that you don't like and you're trying to hold them outside. That's kind of like bad thoughts. Stay outside. Yes. And then you have like some nice guests and you don't want them to leave. And you're like, no, 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 don't go yet. There's have a have a have another cup of coffee, another glass of champagne or and. But if we do that, you know, it's 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 clear that we're not really going to be able to enjoy the open house at all because we're constantly trying to manage everything. And, you know, most houses, they have a lot of, a lot of exits and, and, and doorways. So. So it's not going to work out in the end anyways. Yes, because we've forgotten that we're the source of the insight. We are yeah. the source of them all. Through us, we, we, so many come all the time. Yeah. And we don't need to hold on to either a good thought or a bad thought. We don't need to hold on to them because another one's coming. Yeah. Another one's coming. Another one that's suited for the moment that we're in. Mm. Hmm. Lovely answer. That is very lovely. Mm. Uh, nothing like uh, nothing like an open house metaphor to spice things up. My uh, my sister in law will be very happy. She works in real estate in Australia, so she'll be uh, she'll be very uh, pleased if she if she ever listens to this particular podcast. Yes, well, that will be an interesting thing for anyone to be listening to this podcast right now. But we shall see how that unfolds. Yes, indeed. Um, one thing that uh, still occurred to me about um, insights is that I've noticed when I've explored this topic with with, with clients that 
Sometimes clients um, think of imagination and insights kind of being similar. But in, in my mind, they're different because um, if we think about everything that we know, you know, it's, it's a very limited thing. It's kind of like having your your computer hard drive and it's whatever is on there. It's not connected to the Internet. It's just there. You can search to go through it. And imagination to me is kind of like going through that computer hard drive and saying, like, what bits and pieces could be combined to come, kind of try to make something new. But but insights to me are something that they come from outside of what we already know, that they're not just, you know, um, connecting pieces that we already knew a lot of times totally new ideas it's kind of like you know plugging your computer to the internet and then all of a sudden like having something that you never knew existed almost it's like hey why don't we do it that way or hey i could see the situation like this and 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 i think that's the power of insights that it's 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 really fresh and totally new as opposed to you know warmed up or or reframed of something old so I, 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 are you saying that your clients were talking about imagination in a way that they could try and create insight? Uh, we were talking about, well, with a couple of clients, um, they were talking about the importance of, of visualization. You know, for example, like some athletes, they try to visualize how something will go, like, you know, how they I need see. to do things. And, and well, we kind of saw that, well, you know, you, can't, you can only... only um, visualize something that you, you you know to a certain degree and then still there are going to be things that are going to go differently even for example um if you do like you, you look at downhill skiers you know they're on top of the mountain and they're visualizing like how they're going to lean into each curve and when they're going to start turning and you know all that thing and, oh. and it's really useful but in that moment it's never going to go exactly the way you 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 visualized it you know you have to still kind of like react on your feet and, and uh, of course, in the case of a downhill skier, you know, it's, it's a set course. You know, he needs to come from, from the top here to the bottom here through this route. That's very simple. But there are a lot of things in life that are open-ended that you could literally take any direction. Like right now, what do you want to do with your life? You could go in, in any direction. You could just, you know, pack a backpack and walk out the door with your passport and your phone and your charger and your wallet and never come back. You know, you could do it. So... I think that's where insights are are so powerful, especially with open-ended things. So when you have a when you have a closed-ended problem like you know how do I get from A to B, then then sure, then you can use your imagination and visualization and all these things. But insights, in my experience, are most um, valuable in in situations where where there's more open-ended. Hmm. I'm not really sure what to say, Nancy. Um, <laughs> Should we just say the end? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds like they were sort of confusing strategy with insight. Yeah. And there's, they each have a um, different purpose. Um, uh. Insight is more... Um, more sort of fundamental how we, how we can live. Mm. living in this moment listening to the thoughts that come to us in this moment rather than the baggage of old thoughts old wisdom old haunting thoughts yeah. letting those go unencumbered with all those and here yeah. in this moment what sh what shall i do now what, what will what thought will come now yeah what will i see new now 
I know from all fundamentally from a place of I am okay. Mm. Exactly. I don't need protecting with my thinking, with strategies, with visualization, mm. with anything. I'd be fascinated to know what insights you have in the next week between this this recording and the next one. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe we can have a um, a follow up to this podcast at some point and uh, talk about more insights then. Well, at the very least, I'm going to write the word insights on my hand and be curious and sh at least share something with you by email. And that doesn't serve anybody else, but I, I'm, fasc I'm, I'm fascinated by what, what new thing I might see today. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, we all have insights all the time. It's it, regardless of whether we have, our minds are cluttered or clear. It's just that it's so much easier to hear that insight and to really see it, how it applies to our life and our situation when our minds are clear. Mm. Well, thank you, Auntie. Uh, it's been interesting speaking to you about insights. Yeah, thanks, Steve. I think uh, the time just flew by. I think we've been speaking for for almost fifty minutes. So, so I think it's uh, time to let our our um, listeners get on with their um, lives, and uh, we will get into post production mode of this episode. Moving <laughs> Okay. That sounds marvelous. Thank you very much, Anthony. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Thank you for listening to episodes in Troubled Thinking. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you took a minute to leave an honest review on iTunes, because this will help other listeners discover us as well. We hope you have a great week, and we'll be back with a brand new episode next week.